Hey community, I want to take a minute and personally invite you to the Worship Innovators Conference taking place this year in Chicago, October 2 and 3. This entire conference is about bringing together innovators to provide practical training for worship leaders. Think of it as two days of worship boot camp where you learn all the practical things a worship leader needs to know about a Sunday morning, how to lead a band rehearsal, how to schedule people, how to find new volunteers, how to write a chord chart, how to use multi-tracks, how to sync your lyrics and lighting with your tracks. On and on and on, we have a lot of practical training where you're going to learn how to implement technology at your church. We are partnering with the leading worship resources, CCLI, Planning Center, Onsong, Sweetwater, Worship Tutorials, Worship Tools, Sunday Sounds, Praise Charts, to bring you practical training for worship. Tickets are on sale now. Make sure you register because there's limited space available. General admission tickets are $150, or if you bring four or more people, you can get tickets for $120. There's limited space, so make sure you get your tickets now. You do not want to miss this one-of-a-kind worship conference. Practical training for your entire worship team. October 2 and 3, go to worshipinnovators.com. I hope to meet you there. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. I'm here with a very special guest. It's going to be Cody Carnes. We talked a year ago about his album, God is Good, and now we're going to talk about his upcoming album uh, releasing August 25th called Firm Foundation. So what are we waiting for? Let's go ahead and bring in Cody. What's up, Cody? Hey, everybody. How's hey, it going? Man. So glad you're here, brother. Good so here. Thanks for having me. last time we talked was a year ago, and you were releasing God is Good, which, by the way, I just saw was nominated for worship album of the year congratulations yeah thank you so much it's a big honor yeah that is so exciting so what's been happening since god is good because um you've got a whole other album coming out yep a lot uh has been happening i'm at that point in my year where i realized i overcommitted myself so that's fun (laughs) yeah but um yeah you know because you released two albums didn't you release two albums last year right or it was like god is good and then this is the second album Oh, this yeah. is the second part. Okay. Yeah. So I so I made I made two albums last July. I recorded them back to back nights. So the okay. first night was actually this firm foundation album was night one, and then God is good was night two. And um, so yeah, it's wow. been a it's been a crazy journey that started back in May uh, of last year. Uh, so about a year and a half long journey of of going in the studio making two albums. Uh, recording them both in July, releasing one in September, and now releasing the second yep. one uh, this August. So, but it's been so much fun. I'm so excited about all 20 of these songs. Um, yeah, 10 that were on God Is Good, 10 that are on you know this next album coming out. So it's been fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's pretty wild that you recorded two live albums like back. To yeah, back. I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really it raises the stakes. So the next one has like forty yeah. songs on it. Yeah, no, no. The next one, I, I don't plan on raising the stakes. Yeah. I just plan on probably it'll be like a five-song EP. Point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> ten of them. Yeah, but ten five-song EPs. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but yeah, it's been so so fun though. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. So I was just thinking, uh, you know. This past week, I've been thinking about, and this kind of goes along, I think, with um, you know, just hearing the news about God is Good being nominated for yeah. uh, Worship Album of the Year. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I've been thinking this week a lot about how worship leaders and artists, 
can define and measure success in their jobs. And I'd be curious just to ask you, like when writing and releasing worship music, you know, leading worship, serving the church, or for you, like releasing these albums, like I find it can be challenging to measure success and like finding like, what is the rate of, you know, the rate, the ROI, the rate of return on like all the investment you're putting into creating these songs or, you know, if a worship leader planning a service, I'm curious, like Cody, like how do you personally measure success when you release an album? Yeah. You know, I, it can be very challenging at times. Uh, I want to get to a point and I'm on the journey to get to the point where I really want the metrics to be the cherry on top to not define the success because um, they're really, they really are just a, a small, I think, picture of the success of something, especially when you're talking about writing songs by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to help people connect to the presence of God. Uh, there's really no, what the, there, there's only heavenly metrics to measure that stuff. Yeah. And, um, and we, 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 we sometimes get those pictures by often that, that comes through somebody telling you a story of how, it impacted them or you, you know, you getting all sorts of um, uh, ideas of what people are experiencing in their time with God through these songs. That really is where the true metrics come from. So, yes, being nominated for a dove is an honor. It's really fun. Uh, yeah. But if I'm if I'm needing that for validation, then I'm in trouble. Yeah, um, yeah, and if I if I'm if I'm needing any sort of you know if I'm a worship leader and I'm needing people to engage for validation, I'm in trouble, you know. Yeah. And so I think it really it really does come from what does my relationship with God the Father look like, and and what what does He ask me to do, and did I do did I do what He asked me to do? Uh, what is what does my time with Him look like where He is the one. Uh, pouring in my identity and where I'm having those conversations with him about what I've done. And I'm hearing that he is proud and I'm hearing, uh, you know, those kind of affirmations from God. That's really where I have to, to get all that from. And what's beautiful about it is God pours out affirmation. He really is a good father. And so uh, what's beautiful is I can, I can step into a room and if I know that uh, God is really proud of the record that I made, and if and if 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 it was really meant to be this offering to the Lord anyway, yeah. Then if it, if I've lifted my offering, you know, I like to think of it as like when my kids draw me a picture, you know, and it's this yeah. it's this beautifully scribbled four year old. Uh, coloring and it's lifted to me as a dad, you know, and I say, what is this? Like, oh, it's a rocket ship and a turtle, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, right. and it's really about that heart. It's the offering from the heart. I think it's so beautiful as a dad. And in the same way, I'm making a record and I'm going, all right, God, Father, this is my offering, you know, and I, and I hear those, hey, I love this. I'm, this really makes my heart happy. This really is like incense to my heart. It's like, yeah. all right, hey, that is successful. And then I yeah. hear story after story after story after story, or I go lead worship and I'm leading some of these songs and I'm seeing people encounter the presence of God. That is success. You yeah. know, that yeah. is success to me. And then a year later, I get, a, I get a text message yesterday from my producers who are some of my great, great friends, you know, mm-hmm. hey, our little album got nominated for a dub. It's like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, cherry yeah. on top. 
you know, yeah. carry on top. And, um, but yeah, I've got to be getting it from the Father. And us as worship leaders, we've got to get that affirmation from the Father and from people's stories, like how, how things, how people are being impacted by what we're doing. Yeah, I love what you're sharing there about stories because I'm thinking that it can be so easy for churches to measure success or define that based on attendance or yeah. a worship leader might be basing it off of like how people, how engaged everyone in the audience is, you know, did people clap? Yeah. Did they sing? Did they raise their hands or, yeah. and then you're like, Oh, we just, that was horrible. It didn't go well because no one was engaged. But I think the danger yeah. of that thinking is that it means the opposite that you think the opposite is true. That when people do have their hands raised and are clapping, that it was because of you. And so if you have that yeah. way of thinking, the opposite is, is very dangerous. And um, yeah, but I do like, yeah. you know, just I, thinking I about like, how do we measure transformation? You know, and I think that it is cool to hear, you know, I think that's a good encouragement of like, what are the stories you're hearing in your church? You may, you don't need, yeah. you know, you don't have to have 200 people there. You could have 30 people there. And, yeah. but if transformation is happening, I mean, you know, Jesus went after the one. So yeah, there, you know, there's value in that. I think, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think it's so much about the amount of people that are in the room as the amount of presence is in the room. Yeah, that's how I would gauge success. I I can encounter the presence of God with with thirty people. Yeah, and if God if God's presence is rich, and if his if his manifest glory is in the room, yeah. then we're we're doing something right. You know, and so I think, you know, that's a good gauge. And I remember being a worship pastor at a church plant, you know, uh, 40 people and planning a church is so hard. Yeah, um, It's so it's such a a test of the, the character and the heart and the affirmation where you're getting it from. You know, mm-hmm. it really burns some of that out of you. But I remember feeling that kind of, um, I don't know if people are engaging and, and I, I didn't really have a gauge on what was happening. And I remember the Lord teaching me to go find the stories. Mm-hmm. And so basically what I was doing as a worship leader is I was kind of starting to disengage from the personal stories of people getting to know people. I was leading worship on the stage. I was going to the green room and hanging out with my team, which was great. Yeah. But I wasn't really going that extra step of going, I'm going to get out in the people between services. I'm going to meet some people. I'm going to, and yeah. you know, what's funny is oftentimes the people that were stone cold, arms crossed, yeah. in the service would come and tell me the most beautiful story about what God said to them during worship. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, I just learned like, uh, you know, and yeah. yes, we are meant to, we are meant to engage our bodies in worship. It is biblical. So yeah. that is something that as worship leaders, we have to be training people. We have to be using the scripture to train and yeah. to say, this is actually what God said is a design for worship. Um, and I, I have an interesting, you know, uh, story about that I can share. Um, but, but basically I cannot base my, uh, the, I cannot base my, my gauge, my temperature gauge on what God is doing based on the response of the people. It's all about revelation of the Holy spirit. It's all about getting to know the people you're leading. And what's beautiful too, is once you get to know people that you're leading, you build trust with them. And as a worship leader, people have to trust you to follow you. Just yeah. like you have to trust anybody to follow them and to do anything. Yeah. And so the more that I engage personally with people, the more that I get to know people, don't be a green room worship leader. And I, I challenge myself to that as much as I can at my church, at my home church. 
Yeah. Don't be a greener worship leader. Get out and, and meet people and you build that trust. They'll follow you. You know their stories. It's just a win-win all around. Yeah, that is so important, getting to know people. I, um, I'll say that the reason that some of these questions have been on my mind recently is that my church that I led worship at, very, very long story short, just imploded about five months ago. And I've actually found myself in a position where I've planted a church <laughs> and Amazing. I've got, but we've got 50 people meeting in a community center. There's no sound system. Cool. I'm up there on an acoustic yeah. guitar. I'm literally yeah. this past Sunday, brother, I was leading worship with acoustic guitar and I was also in between strums, like advancing the lyrics on my computer <laughs> <laughs> on, on a TV. And then I did announcements and then, but you know, what has been really cool is that at the end of the service, we, I have everybody circle up into groups of three and share prayer requests and just pray over mm. each other, which is something we never were able to do for some reason. Like I've been yeah. a part of large churches my whole life and I don't know why, but like we never like prayed together in a service like that. And, yeah. but it's been one of those moments where we've gotten to really get to know each other, like on a much deeper level, yeah. it takes like 10 minutes and yeah. I can see people just like really building that bond, that relationship. And you're hearing stories you know, this is like the totally opposite of the green room worship leader. Um, yes. I mean, yes. You, this is a very that. humble. <laughs> no, I love that. I yeah. love that. And you, and you know what? The only thing that could steal your joy from that is comparison. If yeah. you think, well, we've got to do this and this, you know, even if it's subconscious, you're always thinking, well, we got, if we get to a hundred, if we get to, you know, and obviously you want to see that growth, that's healthy. Yeah. But I think, I know in my mind, what I what I would think 10 years ago in that scenario is like, well, if it could just be whatever that next thing is, yeah. that can steal your joy in something that's really actually beautiful. Yeah. And I think I love what I love your perspective that you're seeing, you're seeing the things that actually you're able to do in this season that you weren't able to do when things were right. bigger and how beautiful it is when people are in a rich community together. And if you're encountering the presence of God, there, I mean, it does, it does not matter how many people are there. And I, I think too, what I learned in church plant season is we, we tried to do, cause I was, I was 22 when, you know, I was planning a church. Yeah. I was immature. I didn't know what I was doing. And I think what I, what I realized, what I've learned from that season is that we tried to actually do too much. We actually tried to do more than we were capable of doing. And mm. that just caused a lot of stress and it caused a lot of strife, you know? Yeah. And I think it's really good as a worship leader just to just to analyze with the Lord where are we and what does that what does that mean we're able to do? So I don't wanna be I don't wanna be breaking people's backs to set up something that's not actually worth it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like there's a certain level that we can oftentimes cross out of yeah this kind of selfish ambition or motivation yeah. uh, where I could just set up in a living room with 50 people and an acoustic guitar and just go after the Lord. Yeah. And we're going to encounter the presence of God together and nobody's going to be breaking their backs. You know what I mean? It's right. like yeah. that yeah, analyze where you are and just be very confident where you are. It does not mean that you're not successful. It does not mean you're not a great worship leader because a yeah. hundred people aren't there. 200 people aren't there. Yeah. It, it just means that's where the Lord has you. And actually there's some beautiful things to be experienced in that, in that yeah. place that you're in. You know? That's a good word, man. Thanks. Cause yeah, it's been, it's yeah. been tricky to figure out of like, is this really making a difference? You know, you go from leading worship for 500 people and now you're with like a very small group of people, no sound system. We show up literally 10 yeah. minutes before, cause that's when we can get into the community center and just, yeah. and just sing some songs. And so it's been, a, it's been a really interesting season. Um, I'm curious 
shifting a little bit, and then we're going to talk just about your album, and then I'm going to let you go. But um, when you have so much going on with writing, with family, I saw I saw a little kid peep through there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, touring. To You've got so much going on, like writing, family, touring. Like, how do you keep focused to ensure that you're actually productive and making progress? Like, is there any, are there any practices that you put into your life? Like, do you, are you off social media or do you like not use the internet during certain times? Or like, how do you like actually stay focused to do what's really important? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm figuring that out. Uh, yeah. I think that there are, there is important, there's important boundaries to have in life. Uh, the main thing I'm trying to figure out is probably a bit of a spinoff of that question is I, I can be very focused in work and what I'm doing. That's not, that's not hard for me. Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out right now is the balance of how to still be a, an amazing dad and an amazing husband yeah. in the midst of all the, the things that I love doing. And I love being a dad and a husband, Yeah. Right. but um, you know, what I, what the practices I'm putting in place in my life right now is how to be able to turn off the work and turn off the creativity. You know, that's the thing about being a creative is you can you can close the office door and you can leave, but your your mind and your brain, it's just very hard to shut it off. And practically for me, what that means is yes, uh, being off social media, having my emails off. I, I'm actually uh, a, when I get home from tour in a week, I'm getting a second phone, and it only like three people will have that phone number. My like immediate family, yep. and um, and uh, we're actually going to call it the Bat Phone. And uh, I'm going to get a Batman phone case for it so that my kids know when it's the bat phone, this, this is the phone that dad has on a day off and I shouldn't be on it very much. If I'm on it, it's because I'm trying to Google map us somewhere if we're on a trip or I'm trying to order food or that's about it. Or I'm having to make an emergency call to mom or whatever it is, you know? And so just trying to establish some of those things where I can actually like, lock my phone in a drawer for a day just that yeah. sabbath principle too you know yeah every seven days take a day off like worship the lord uh spend time with your family do things that refuel you you know we're not we're not meant to save the world 24 7 you know yeah right and uh so that would really be it for me uh, otherwise yeah. i'm i'm very happy to yeah. be in a studio and writing and working and creating and uh you know all those things I was going to say, would your core focus during a week be writing? Like, is that your primary objective? Is it like, okay, today, Uh, like in my work, if you have an eight hour work day, you're like, I'm going to spend, you know, the major chunk of that songwriting. No, it's, it's very, every day is different, you know, because we're, you know, basically we're, we're writing, we're touring, uh, we're leading worship at church, uh, we are oftentimes work days look like this interviews yeah. or um, meetings, yeah. you know, uh, every, every day is different and we're kind of spinning a, a few different yeah. plates, you know? So I would say my favorite work days are the days I get to write. Um, yeah. But that's very seasonal sometimes. Like yeah. right now I'm releasing an album and I'm touring. So I'm not writing very much, maybe right. two days a month, you yeah. know? And those are very like intentional uh, I'm going to write intentionally for two days a month with someone or, you know, yeah. or I've got a song idea I'm really excited about. So I'm going to go after that, you know, those kind of things. But yeah. then there'll be, then there'll be times, you know, probably next spring where for a whole month, I'm just kind of writing three or four days a week. And that's, yeah. that's what, that's what the Lord, you know, has led us into. Yeah. It's so it's very just, you know, one yeah. thing at a time, a lot of times, um, and just learning what you're capable of. I can't write when I'm on tour. It's just, 
it doesn't work. I'm not creative. My brain is tired. Um, I feel like the nights suffer from me because I've wasted all my energy. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just you have to find those balances that work yeah. for you. Firm Foundation is my favorite worship song. Number one. My number oh, one right. favorite worship song that's come out in the past like five years. It's such let's, a good let's song. Let's talk about it. I lead let's it as much as I can. Hopefully not like totally like making the congregation like very upset with me that, oh, we're singing <laughs> that again. But I just, I could keep singing that song over and over and over. Um, so you got the album coming August 25th. What's like, yeah. is there another song that you're really excited about on that album that you want a worship leader to check oh. out? It, it, it sounds so like, oh yeah, sure. But I, I really love all of them. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I tried, I tried hard to cut songs out of the, out of the 20. I had 30, I got them down to 24 and then I, I painfully cut four more to get them to 20. Yes. So, you know, I, I really am excited. I, I think for the church, oh man, I mean, there's a song called Plead the Blood that yeah. we've been leading a lot on tour. Um, this tour that we're on, we've been leading it. It's just an amazing declaration of the authority of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, there's a song called In the Name that's just straight up salvation, the, the steps of salvation yeah. through Romans 10. It's a declaration for those altar call moments. Uh, and then there's a song called Bless God, which I wrote with Brooke Lidgetwood and Brandon Lake. Uh, I just led it with Brooke at Motion Conference. In Is that the one that has the bridge it's like praise god in the yeah that bridge is so epic it's just blessing god in all the times the 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 highs and the lows the light and the dark times yeah uh it's all it's all written from psalm 34 i'll bless god at all times his praise will ever be on my lips you know um so that one feels you know really really i think uh a strong congregational you know song but i love them all i really do the dove uh the holy spirit song on the record which yeah. is, uh, there's a version out with carrie already and uh i mean i, I love them i really do love them when all. i heard <laughs> praise god for the first time i thought this is a gonna be a big church song i love that although i don't know how i'm gonna remember all the lyrics on the bridge how do you remember them all <laughs> uh, can you do you have them memorized i do at okay. this point but i but i've i've you know i through rehearsals yeah. and recordings and all the things i've yeah I've run it so many times, but yeah, just the confidence monitor helps yeah. you strumming your guitar, clicking the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which I love. You should have you seen get it, you man. Foot pedal. Just get you a little foot pedal. I know. Cody. <laughs> and then you'll, then you'll be like a dancing monkey up there, you know? Yeah. Cody, honestly, you should have seen it. It was an embarrassing moment. It was definitely a low moment. Hey, <laughs> I was like thinking, hey, what is happening here? Like, this is, what is I love happening? your zeal. I love your zeal. Maybe just lead song, old songs people know for now. Yeah, seriously. I might <laughs> go, back go, back back go back to the 90s. Go back to the 90s. Open the eyes of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, brother, it was good to see you again. I can't even believe it's been a year. Um, yeah. I'll talk to you again in a year. Hopefully. Maybe, I, I, maybe so. We'll see maybe what sooner. happens. Start releasing all those EPs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten five-song EPs next. Yes. All right, man. We'll do. I'll hey, it's go. good, good to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye. See you. You too. All right, guys, great conversation with Cody Carnes. Make sure you go check out the new album dropping August 25th, Firm Foundation. Go check out um, The Dove. Check out Praise God. I think you guys are going to like it as a worship leader. I think that's a good, really strong song for, for church. So anyways, thanks, Cody, for joining us. And thanks for the songs you're writing and uh, just the ways that you're blessing so many churches and worship leaders. Um, I know I'm personally impact- impacted by it as well. All right, click the subscribe button to stay tuned for future shows. We'll see you next time. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, let us know what you thought. Write down in the comments wherever you're listening, watching from, what you thought. 
Make sure you send us a message, subscribe to our channel, YouTube, Facebook, and stay tuned for more from Lip Community. Thank you.